Hey, Ian. Hello, Dan. Hey, so um, tonight's show is going to start a little on a little bit of a somber note. Um, so uh, uh, I lost uh, a coworker recently um, in a um, unfortunate motorcycle accident, and uh, his name is Chris Hennessy. And I just kind of wanted to um, just take a moment to share a quick little experience with Chris. Uh, you know, uh, before. Uh, uh, you know, before his life was cut short too soon. Um, I've worked with him for a little bit. Uh, we didn't know each other very well at all. Um, but he was 52 years old, uh, died in a single person motorcycle accident, went off the road and, uh, and unfortunately passed away. Um, but I, uh, you know, I had a really good experience working with him, just recently, you know, uh, he's the manager of uh, the server team at, at the hospital I work at, right? And, um, you know, during the COVID um, kind of big work effort that needed to happen, like with my virtual health team around like all of this like volume increase that we needed to stand up in infrastructure for to support virtual visits and for COVID related stuff, um, you know, he he was awesome to work with and uh, he was super positive and he was incredibly helpful. And uh, you know, I just, I just wanted to take a moment to say rest in peace and uh, you know, life is really short. So, you know, hug your loved ones, you know, and, uh, and please for the love of God, be careful out there, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So sorry. Sorry, man. That's, it sucks. And it sucks also like those, like, you know, someone, but you don't know someone and right. Navigating that is always kind of difficult too. So. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, and he was a motorcycle enthusiast. Like he loved riding motorcycles, you know, when he would pop in on like teams calls, there was like a vintage bike artwork that he had in the background, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm sure if he, like briefly intersected with me, you know, at work and it was a positive experience. And I would assume that that tracks to, you know, the communities that he was a part of and, and the motorcycle community as well. And obviously those are, you know, those folks run in really tight knit groups. So I'm sure he made a positive impact there as well. So, yeah. 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 So, yeah. So I, you know, like not to like bring the show down or anything, but you know, we, this is uh this has always been a real show, right? Ian, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you know, so, um, yeah. So anyway, like, thank you for sharing that Dave. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Yeah. I'm Dave. <laughs> I'm Ian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Apex adjacent podcast. Ian, what do you want to talk about tonight? What do you want to talk about? And what are we going to talk about? Because maybe we those are, are two different things. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk about Run the Jewels 4, but we're going sure, to talk about sure. NASCAR. We're going to talk about your garage updates, mister. Yeah. Uh, we've got some things from listener, from, uh, from a listener. You've got some my eyes. And um, I have some new car news and some F- and an FMK cars. Okay. All right. Some new and car actually, news. And actually, I'm going to change it up. Let's start with that. Let's. All right. We're going to we're going to do rapid tonal shift <laughs> instead of talking about also kind of downer NASCAR news. True. We're going to tonal shift this and we're going to talk about some new car news. OK, so. All right. Um, it was announced that the U.S. will not be getting yet another very cool wagon. Oh, really? What is this? Well, you're going to find out. In my FMK cars. FMK cars is a game that Ian and Dave play on the Apex Adjacent podcast. It's based on the classic game of Fuck Mary Kill, but instead of playing it with people like gross people do, they play it with cars. Blah blah blah. You get it. Let's do this. Yes. Okay. Great. All right. So this one is called. No. <laughs> you still can't have them. Modern Forbidden Fruit. So we've done variations on this in the past. Things that you can't get here. But now we have a 2021 edition. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So the first one is what inspired this. Okay. And there's going to be a twist with this as well. All right. Uh, The 2021 Volkswagen uh, Arteon. Arteon? 
Oh Ayrton, yeah, yeah. Shooting break. Oh uh, wow. It's not a shooting break. It's a wagon, but whatever. Oh okay. Is, is it like people calling four doors coops like that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So yeah. All right. Yeah. But it is very pretty. Okay. Oh wow! Look uh, at that. Yeah, that looks pretty good. Yeah, it looks great, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but we're not getting it. Not coming to the U.S. Yes. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Okay. All right. Okay. This is cool. It's got 263 horsepower, um, uh, uh, four-cylinder, turbo oh. four, or you can get it with a VR6 with 315 horsepower. Oh, man. That would be cool. Yeah. Sweet. Um, so this one, the twist is you're always slightly hungry for a sausage, a sausage. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. You always have to settle for something else. You know what? Okay. All right. Okay. I'm let, let me make a little note because I, I, I think I want to come back to that. Okay. All right. Okay. Arteon, A R E A R E A R E A A R umlaut T E O N sausage. Okay, and then it's, I'm writing a word sausage. that you won't see. Okay. Sausage yearning. Okay. Sausage yearning. Sausage yearning. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. The next one is the 2021 uh-huh. Renault Megane. Ah. Sport Tourer. Okay. Going to go with the Sport Tourer. Okay. All right. Sport Tourer. Okay. 20, oh, wow. Look at that. You know how bad I want him again to begin with. I know you do. I know oh, you do. Oh, man, Ian. Okay. Oh, wow. Right. They have a plug-in hybrid version? They do, yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. All right. So with this one, that's not the sport tour. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Uh, with this one, you're always in the mood to listen to Daft Punk. Oh. But you can never find it. All right. Never find it on a playlist. You never get it on the playlist. You can't find it in the new record collection. It's never on the radio. We always slightly move to hear that and you always have to settle for something else. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. The next one is not a wagon. Okay. Instead, it is the 2021 Honda E, which I don't think we've talked about. Oh, no. It's, um, it's this really cool little all electric cars. Yeah, it's uh, adorable. Right? Yeah. And it's like for sale in the UK. We can't get it. Um, I don't know that much about it other than I want it. Yeah, look how cute its dumb little face is. Right? Yeah, it looks like a like the automotive version of like a Boston Terrier. I mean, it looks like an updated pal. Yeah, yeah. Right? Right. Um, oh man, the interior is pretty sweet too. Look at that. Yeah. I would even have it in that insane neon. Yeah. Green. Of course. Yeah. Tiny car, crazier color. That's how the equation works, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, so with this one, uh huh. You're always one amp short of being able to have everything on in your house that you want. <laughs> okay. So you have to unplug your phone. Uh huh. Yeah. You have to turn off one light that you would like to have on. Okay. Okay. You're always going to be one amp short. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Oh man. Okay. Huh. Okay. All right. Here's what we're going to do. All right. Ian, hmm? I think I'm going to kill the McGann. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I think if you like made it like Chemical Brothers, uh-huh. it'd be worse. Right. 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 Well, but, but it, as you can tell, I was trying to I was trying to match a theme, right? So like yeah. the German car has a sausage. Right. And the, the, fr- the, the French, French car, car has Daft Punk. Daft Punk. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, man. That's a tough There's one. There's also not really good replacements for Daft Punk. Yeah, you're right. If you're in the movie, that is very specific. Yeah, you either can go way more housey than that or way more breaky than that, but not really like right down the middle, right? Right. Hmm. Oh, man. Maybe I'm going to need to rethink this. Okay. I know for a day, mm-hmm. all right, that for the Airtion, all right, where I want a sausage, but I can't have one. 
Uh-huh. Okay. I have the sausage hunger. I, I can do this for a day because I, I, I actually live in this world, not with sausage, but with coffee. So ah. I can't have coffee like past like 11, 1130 ish AM. Right. Really? Yeah. In the morning. Yeah. In the morning I have to, I, I have to cut it off pretty early. You know, my awful insomnia track record, right? It's true. I'm a it's bad true. sleeper. Right. Um, and, uh, so I have to stop caffeine pretty early. Uh, the half-life for caffeine is pretty high. It's like eight hours. So, um, yeah. So, um, but I have to make that adjustment, whether it be decaf or a cup of, uh, herbal tea or something like that. So I'm used to making that compromise every single day in my life where I want a coffee. I need a coffee. Coffee is my life, but I cannot have it because then I will never sleep. And yeah, so Okay. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I can do that for a day. And plus that, wa- that wagon, let's just call it a wagon looks absolutely fantastic. And I would love to drive it for a day. Yeah. Okay. We, you and I drove the sedan. Um, yes. yeah, it was interesting. It didn't feel huge, but it didn't feel small. Um, yeah, no, they did yeah. a good job with those things. Right. Yeah. 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 It, I felt like it was a classy lower Passat, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then I think I'm going to marry the Honda E. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also I feel like that, like knowing the no, like being one amp short is a very good, like, I mean, I'm always kind of that way anyway. Like, you know, like my webcam won't, they'll recognize one of them, but not the other. And like, <laughs> you know, like this, like, okay, well then like, fuck it. Like I have to leave this unplugged, you know, kind of thing. Right. right, right you know, right. with everything that I do for all this, you know? Yeah. And it just, in addition to just Dave being Dave. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then I, I think that means I do have to kill the McGann, but that's mainly because the twist gets me into the air Tion for a day Mm-hmm. Uh, and the McGann, you know, like, yeah. Then the Honda, I can live that life. The McGann would be tough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. What, what do you feel like you would do on that one, Ian? So here's the thing is that I, honestly, like if I was to actually buy one of these cars for my family, right. That right. McGann is awesome. Yeah. Like, right. A plug in hybrid w- wagon with a little bit of a higher roof line. Yeah. And right. honestly, like, I think it's the, I think it's better looking than the RTM. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. So I think I'm going to crush the Volkswagen. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, I do like a sausage. <laughs> uh, right. And when you want a sausage, uh huh. gotta have a sausage. The only thing that can really satiate that is a sausage, right Ian? Right, exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to marry, I'm also going to marry the Honda. Okay. Uh, and I also feel like I'm always one amp short as well. <laughs> like in my life, like yep. nothing is ever working in my house. Right, right. Or in my life or in my cars. So sure, I might as well <laughs> blow some breakers as well. Uh, right, right. And then, uh, and then with the, I'll do a day not being able to listen to Daft Punk when I really want to. Okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. Right on. Well, so good, good work, everybody. Good work team. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if, so if you had one of these wagons to replace the turbo X, it would, you'd want it to be that, uh, Renault. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Even though it's most definitely slower than the than the Volkswagen, right? Um, it's it's like the right size, yeah, and it's super rad looking. And we'd be the only people with one, <laughs> and it would be super hard to get parts for. Right, right. It would probably break all the time, so it's perfect. Right, right. <laughs> perfect. Lovely. <laughs> Jumping out of the fire and into the other fire. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. I don't know how Renault is with reliability, but, 
Um, huh. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Renault, uh, Carlos Ghosn, they arrested those two people that helped him escape. Remember that? Oh, shit. They got him, huh? Yeah. I, yeah. It was two Americans. It was like a dad and his son. What? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. This isn't all the talk about. So we need to talk about this. So, so give people the back of story. Yeah, yeah. While you're so Carlos Ghosn was um, the CEO of um, of Renault and Nissan and somehow also Mitsubishi, um, and it was a big deal in Japan that a non-Japanese person was the CEO. Of yes, yes, and it was also a big deal that that he was kind of starting to take some of Nissan's autonomy away and kind of merging those platforms. A so it was, a, it was, he was kind of a controversial figure in Japan as it was. And then he got arrested under these kind of like very in very interesting charges. Like they were very kind of draconian financial laws Yeah, for, you know, for, a CEO as you know compared to the US or Europe but they're pretty typical in Japan um and I still don't know I can't get a handle on whether <laughs> he deserved to be arrested or not right right uh, who knows it was basically <laughs> he was underreporting his income um to avoid paying taxes in Japan right right um which I mean, I wouldn't be shocked either way, right? Like, I wouldn't be shocked that that they were slightly trumped up charges, and I wouldn't right. be shocked that he was guilty as shit. Exactly, exactly, right? Yeah. But what was shocking was that he then staged a very daring and successful escape. Right. By hiding himself in, like, the, like, boxes for, that would normally house, like, the speakers for a big concert yep. and like had like two roadies load him onto a private plane that he fucking left yep. uh, and went back to Lebanon where he has one of his three passports. <laughs> right. Right. So new development as of when did this come out? May 21st. Okay. All right. So they I don't know how I missed this. There was nothing else happening in the news. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. When something this crazy, it just doesn't even move the needle of the news, right? Uh, yeah. So two men, uh, a for Michael Taylor, a former special forces soldier, and his son, Peter Taylor, were charged in Japan with enabling the escape. Uh, and then they uh, put out an arrest warrant for a third person as well. Uh, the pair are due in Boston federal court, uh, for an initial appearance, uh, you know, back in May. Um, yeah. So they made an arrest of two American people for helping. Wow. Yeah. I have no idea how these people connected. Um, but yeah, so there's no image of Carlos gone, gone, leaving the hotel. Um, he was in one of the large black boxes uh, baggage passed through security check at the airport without being screened as it was loaded on a private jet. And so these people just had some kind of connection and made it all happen. Well, what I, what I read originally was that it wasn't screened because it was too large for the machine. That's right. Yes. Yes. Oh, here, look, a security firm that Taylor ran out of Boston claimed to have conducted vulnerability assessments for major for dozens of major national air international airports. Yeah. So he was in it. He knew he knew what the flaws were. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, also, how do you awesome. true? How do you find <laughs> this guy, though, if you're Carlos gone? How do you find well, this but guy? Did you see where it says he's he's done these other extractions before? Oh no, I didn't. He's done other extractions. Where's that? Uh, the 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 second to last paragraph. Oh okay. Oh oh wow okay. Oh okay. So New those York were high profile things, right? Yeah, so. New York Times hired him after their reporter David Road was captured by the Taliban. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Well, yeah, obviously you're going to have a name then at that point, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. 
Crazy. Yeah, I totally missed that. Yep. Well, I mean, yeah, like you said, it's not like there hasn't been any other insane stuff going on, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So (laughs) Nissan, everybody. Nissan. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Um, what do you want to, what do you want to get to next? Yeah. Let's, let's talk about the NASCAR. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's get into it. Let's talk about the NASCAR. So, so yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So well, I was going to say that we had been planning on talking about this this week Yeah. already. And then today there was a big, very big twist right, in this right. whole saga. So today is, what is today? Tuesday, the 23rd yes. of June. And so over the last week, there's been a lot over the last couple of weeks with NASCAR, there's been a lot of moves, right? So they banned the Confederate flag yep. uh, from the races. Um, and as some people pointed out, you know, that, that is sort of squishy too, because some of that's up to the, the venue and all that sort of stuff. But basically when they're occupying a venue, you no know one is allowed to display the, the Confederate flag, which is fucking long overdue. Right. And right. You know, good, good for them to, for finally taking a stand. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I don't think we need to explain why that is the case. Um, but in kind of the all wrapped up with that was uh, the the only black driver on the grid, Bubba Wallace. Um, and he was the one who had kind of pushed them over the edge of finally making that decision. Right. Um, and. One of the things that happened uh, was la- this on Saturday night. It was Saturday night. One of his pit crew found a noose in his garage and reported it to NASCAR. Right. They pushed the race the next to Monday instead of uh, Sunday. It ran yesterday. Right. And the FBI got involved and all this other stuff. NASCAR's reaction to it was amazing. It was really encouraging right. and great. Yes. All of the drivers, the whole grid and the teams and everybody really rallied around Bubba Wallace. And it, for a second, made me want to watch NASCAR. R- right. And let's just let's just say real quick, uh, Bubba Wallace ran a Black Lives Matter livery on his yes. NASCAR. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, so he was already kind of coming in at this like as this statement maker right other than just his presence right so like like colin kaepernick right like not just by being a black man he you know kaepernick was kneeling and protesting and right you know and bubba wallace was showing support for a very important movement right so a, a lot of attention a lot of eyes on them right and and within the community until until the whole noose thing happened there was still a lot of like kind of like like there was around the confederate flag where there's like this this pushback that is present when these kind of like automotive governing bodies make these changes right right similar to f1 getting rid of grid girls right yes right yes right so and and i think with the realization today that it had been there since October that basically what happened is somebody had tied a noose into the, um, the pull handle the, for the, the overhead the door. Pull, yeah. The pull rope yeah. for the door. And he just happened to be assigned the garage where that had been, where that had been done. Right. And they didn't, they didn't notice it right away. Right. Um, that, I mean, honestly, like it's not surprising that somebody tied a noose into a, pull down door in a racetrack in Alabama. Right. Um, but at the same time, you know, whether, whether this was, um, you know, intentional or not, or a mistake or not, I think what is important out of this is this is a really good illustration as to why representation matters, because I think without the rest of the grid having a face and a yeah. and a person that they care about 
Yes. Attached to all of this issue, it would be very easy for them to have kicked the can down the road again. Like like they have for years over this issue. Right. Right. Um, You know, after the shooting in South Carolina several years ago, that was another time when NASCAR was really under pressure to, to ban the Confederate flag and they didn't do it. Right. And I think that now it's just a couple of things have changed. Like, the, the whole conversation for the whole country is much more intense, but also, you know, they have a, a black driver on the grid and they're friends with him. Right. And, right. And can now relate person to person like, Oh, right. this is an important thing. Right. To stop seeing it as some kind of figure and start seeing him as a, as a human being. Right. right. And it becomes like a visceral, right. Uh, emotional, uh, thing, which is, what the lived experience is for right for so many people so um it's a the details of the story are much less important than than the reaction the nascar's reaction to it right and the, the follow-through that resulted from him being there and showing up and speaking his mind exactly you're exactly right that representation is so key right and then when as these automotive like kind of or these like overseers of these sports culture centers like these kinds of things as they make these changes to make their to make it easier for people to be represented within their things then uh, it's this like upward lifting kind of cycle right yeah you know yeah Yeah. absolutely and actually now that I totally forgot to put this uh, to to bring this up before, but I just put something in in our chat in our video conference. Oh, sure, uh, okay. To share to the people, but there's a really great article uh, that Rob Holland. Uh, oh yeah, a Denver, a Denver-based uh, race car driver. Who's we met him, right? Yeah, we met him. Yeah, at, um, High Plains at High Plains. Um, he runs Pikes Peak a lot, and he runs. Um, he's a sports car uh, driver. Yeah, uh, really accomplished, and he's also a, a journalist. Like he writes for a lot of publications. Um, he has an article in the Drive about the lack of diversity and representation, and just in the car world in general. Right, um, and it's a really good article. I highly recommend everybody should read it. Um, it came out uh, last week, um, and it talks about. Um, you know, obviously Bubba Wallace, he's there on the, yeah, as the title image. Um, so, and it talks about journalism, you know, basically that this problem is persistent in motorsport or in, in the car world, right. In motorsport at all levels, right. In journalism at all levels. Okay. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Hi us. Yeah. Um, and in the, and in the industry at all right. levels. Right. Um, so it's really, Really informative and good, so you should read it. Awesome. I'll pop a link to it in the description. I made a note in the uh, talk about, so I remember to do that. Yeah, so it'll be in the description in YouTube. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. I don't know. So, like, the like that that upward lift of making our culture more inclusive, right? Having folks, rep- you know be represented like I often I often think about Dick Cheney Ian <laughs> right but like like when you want to punch things or true what? yes yeah uh yeah but um I like obviously you know uh I'm a democrat uh, you know like I don't think like any of this is news but like so I was very opposed to you know George W Bush and Dick Cheney Right. Um, and like all of these, like all of these, like awful things that like Dick Cheney would kind of devise, like, like I, you know, like it seemed like every single thing was designed to like go against and irritate me, but yet like my parents were completely in support of. Right. But then like, but, but you know, but Dick Cheney also happened to have a daughter who was lesbian, right? Mm-hmm. And this like 
Bible thumping, right wing, you know, guy that ha- that would otherwise have no tolerance for anything like that, right? Any other kind of diversity or anything outside of like the biblical, like family ma- values, like kind of thing, right? Marriages between a man and a woman. Like he, he changed his view on that. And like, it was known that like that kind of topic was completely off, like unavailable to him for interviews and stuff like that. Right. And he didn't speak about it very much. Well, but, <laughs> but well, well, hang on. So, so, so like, so the, the direct exposure of his daughter allowed him to change his opinion about how he felt about, uh, about, uh, gay people, right. Mm-hmm. That direct exposure. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of people, it's, it's difficult to make that leap if you don't have that direct exposure, right. To, to see what it's like to, to have, to, to be somebody other than yourself, to have problems other than your own. Right. Yeah. But because of that direct exposure, like he was able to change his mind about how he felt about things. Right. And which yes. conflicted with a lot of views he already had. Right. And, yeah. You know? Yeah. And so like this direct exposure and this humanization of people that are wrongly like thinking that these people are, are different and should be excluded and don't belong where they belong. Like having that direct exposure and seeing them for the real people that they are, it helps things, right? That it makes the whole situation better. Yes. Yes. I get, I, I get your point with that. My only, my only issue with it is that he's also a really good example of how not to be a very good ally. Right. uh, Right. Because he, instead of encouraging people to talk to him about it, right. Interviews, he made it off limits. And he also didn't prevent, uh, the very, uh, ugly culture war, uh, um, the campaign of 2004. Exactly. Which was, which was based mostly around, um, gay marriage. Exactly. And that issue. Exactly. So, and he stood on the side, which is something he, you shouldn't do. Right. He very cynically stood on the side. Right. Because he was more interested in holding onto power. than Helping his daughter. Exactly. Exactly. I have lots of thoughts about Dick Cheney. If you oh, no, that. he's a fucking awful human being. But I'm saying that even an awful human being changed his personal view about one thing because of because he of did. direct exposure. He right? did. He's still a piece of shit, though. He is. He absolutely is. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, I, I don't think I think like saying that you have an issue with the analogy isn't the right thing to do. Saying you have a, an addendum to my analogy is probably the right way to put it. I'm yes ending your analogy. <laughs> You're yes ending my analogy when I tell you to yes and my analogy. Correct. Yes. Thanks. Thanks, Ian. No problem. Sorry. Sorry. Dick Cheney. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. Like, it, so exposure matters. Representation matters. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're right about that. Yeah. Um, Okay. What is happening in your garage right now? Um, probably squirrels. I don't know. Um, no. Um, let's see. What is happening in my garage? So I'm okay. So the vegan. Oh, okay. All right. Let's start. Let's start with the vegan. Okay. Okay. I was on the you pull it websites making the rounds, mm. right? Did I already tell you this? I can't remember if I told you this. We had a story about a you pull it last week. Uh-huh. And where I found a door for the vegan? Yes, yes, you found okay. the door and it didn't have a hole in it. Correct. And so you you retrieved the door. There were no parts that I could see through. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. So we have that. All right. Thank you for keeping my story straight. So I have a door for the vegan. It's the vegan has a tick to it. So it's time to do the timing chain, right? That's going to be a pretty intense job. 
that in, I'm going to pull the engine to do it because I need to do it carefully and correct. Right. So, and I'll take the opportunity to do a bunch of other stuff. Right. Pardon me, but here's the, here's the dilemma. My old man sedan, you okay. you remember how I was having issues with it overheating? Yes. Okay. The thermostat was where we ended up, right? No. So it was, I wasn't exactly sure, but then winter came and everything, you know, kind of stayed under the radar, right? Mm -hmm. I think I have figured out what happened, what is going on. So okay. not, so not only has one catalytic converter thrown a code. Now both catalytic converters are throwing codes. I, th I think that in addition to the cats, like not operating as effectively as they should, I, I think I have an exhaust leak under the hood. And I think what's happening is my underhood temperatures are just getting out of control. And what, and the, the way I finally troubleshot this troubleshooted troubleshotted troubleshot trouble tr uh, uh, troubleshitted. So, <laughs> so the way that I finally resolved that is with everything that's going on, my wife and I are doing these car picnics now where we go get food and then we sit in the back of the old man sedan and have a car picnic to eat it uh -huh. while our food's still hot. Right, right. You get the and while you did that, you guys just got high as fuck <laughs> off exhaust fumes. <laughs> well, so I've always noticed uh, if you open the hood, you can smell exhaust. Okay, uh -huh. like that's that's something that's been more recent within the last like year and a half, right? Okay, and so I I think like maybe a manifold's cracked, maybe something is something is happening there. But so we're sitting there car picnic, 90 degree day. Um, I have the old man sedan running the AC on, of course, and I'm watching the temperature because in the back of my mind, I've already formulated this underhood temperature thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and the temperature does start to go up right mm -hmm. as we're sitting there with the AC on. So I hop out and I open the hood and then everything goes back to normal. Nice. No, okay. it, you know, I mean like, and, and normally if I was on the highway, it would be fine as well. Okay. Right. So yeah. it's in, it's in really intense stop and go traffic when you're barely moving, there's no air moving around. The, uh -huh. the fan is just not enough. Right. Right. So I popped the hood, everything came back down on its own. Right. right? So, so when are we cutting hood louvers in your house? <laughs> See, there's two ways to fix this problem, right? Yeah. To cut holes in the hood and just vent it, right? Which would look awful on my old man sedan. Not if the exhaust is going straight up through it. <laughs> then I think my boo's going to want to find a different car to have a car picnic in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just flames. Yeah. Um, but so... So I, I think what needs to happen is both exhaust manifolds need to be replaced, right? And the, the exhaust manifolds have the catalytic converters, you know, directly attached to them. Okay. Ian, I'm going to show you the official Infinity Service Manual on how to replace my exhaust manifolds. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Is, is the word upgrade in it? No. No, it's not. So, because you can't find an upgraded exhaust from like from the cats up to the engine on my mm. car. You can't, you can find cat backs, but that's, that's it. So here we go. We're going to open this PDF in Chrome here and I'm going to share it. Ian, we're going to go to page. This is the official Nissan infinity service manual. We're going to go 288 pages for it, everyone listening at home. This is just for the engine mechanical stuff. Mm -hmm. And this covers both the V6 and the V8. So we'll hop down to the V8, page 180, uh, 183. I know it well. Okay. Okay. Can you guess what systems I have to pull on my car in order to get the exhaust manifold out? Oh, exhaust manifold. Okay. Yeah. So probably, uh, I'm going to say AC. Okay. Power steering. 
and alternator. Wow. Okay. I think you might have nailed it. Okay. So let's talk about here's the exhaust manifolds, right? And the cat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about removing. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. What are we oh, going to radiator? You got to remove the radiator. Remove the radiator, remove the drive belts, remove the uh, other exhaust systems, right? Uh-huh. Um, AC. Yep. Remove the AC, completely discharge and remove the AC and, and <laughs> the compressor. The starter, too. Got to remove the power steering. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, like, fuck me. I'm trying to figure out if if I'm going to do this job myself or not. You know, I mean, is there enough room in there? I mean, could you at least identify the, the, the leak? No. And I mean, is there even a chance that you could get someone to just like throw a weld on or there's like, if something's just cracked, our buddy Peta has this like epoxy that can withstand like 2000 degrees. But I, like I've been all underneath that car trying to get a view, but it's like the soapy water thing. N- no, because like you can't even like get s- like really sprayed because like the wheel wells are there and then like the, the, the heads and then everything is underneath that. And yeah. And you can't see anything from underneath the car because it just goes straight up into frame. Like, right. yeah. So, uh, and then after all of that, then you have to lift the engine. So, you know, some like, I think they say three inches. Um, yeah. To get, to get to the bolts, to remove, uh, the, the manifolds. So I have to get there somehow to replace or, and, and, you know, the cats are throwing the codes that they're not operating efficiently. So, yeah. Maybe it's just time to replace both manifolds, but like, fuck, if I'm going to do this job myself, Ian. Or it's time to cut louvers in your hood. You see, that's starting to look way more attractive. <laughs> right? Because, I mean, we could get that done tonight. <laughs> I could come over, knock it out. Oh, Ian. We could be done by bedtime. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, So... I'm in a real pickle with this car, Ian, you know, it's a good car. It's even better now that I'm not driving it so much and spending so much money on gas, you know? Yeah. But man, this is going to be a biggie buddy. Yeah, it is. Right. Yeah. The, the cat and exhaust manifold are about $460 a side. So we're, so if we're doing like rock auto parts, we're dealing with almost a grand in just rock auto parts. Wow. Right. And then if I go to a shop and have it done, they don't use rock auto parts. They're going to charge me, you know, 900, a thousand bucks because they got to soak up the warranty for the parts too. Right. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know. It's almost making me want to get the AC system working on the Vigan again. <laughs> <laughs> even though I planned to pull it when I did the timing chain. Right. 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 And then like just to evac an AC system is 80 bucks at a shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not the kind of dick that would just vent that into the atmosphere. Right. Yeah. Not even on accident. Yep. Not even on accident. <laughs> yeah, man, that's, that's that's a tough one right i mean i said i sympathize i like i have issues like that too like where you just like you can't justify it but you can't right do it it's it's a it i don't know i might just have to limp along and then save up money and just take it to a shop yeah you know yeah i'm gonna get some quotes at least you know yeah so i don't know i don't know Mm. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. a tough one. Yeah. Cause like if now I were, I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be doing some Googling like for aftermarket headers for you. <laughs> Dude, your if you can find them, go for it. Right. If yeah. you can find one, just buy it, but they don't yeah. exist. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Mm. I know. Right. Yep. It looks like it'd be easy enough to make a, a 
custom manifold, but you can, so like from the exhaust manifold, you can see how tight everything's in there because it's not even like they do the, do it the honors of giving everything like equal length headers or like proper, like exhaust flow. Like everything's so tight that it's just right there. Like it, you know, not a, not a great design. This is like somewhere that the M45 falls down, I think. Yeah. I mean, it might be worth asking somebody like, how much more if it would be more to get just like a generic high flow cat attached to right a custom set of headers yeah um, yeah you know because i mean if it's a if it's a thousand dollars in parts for stock right and it's fifteen hundred dollars for an upgraded set right that's right. never gonna crack you know right it's made right stainless steel yeah yeah. Oh, and the old man sedan did roll over 150,000 miles. Oh, nice. So there wow, you go. You put a lot of miles on that car. Yeah. Because what did I, you, how many were on it when you bought it? 94. Wow. Yeah. So I, I, I bought it and paid it off in about two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And put, yeah, 155,000, 156,000 miles, or no, 56,000 miles on it. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Right? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. What's what's six plus yeah. Math. Mathian. <laughs> yeah. Fifty-six thousand. Wow, it's it's past my bedtime. It is. Yeah. It so is. I'm in a dilemma with the old man sedan. I don't okay. know. I don't know. You might just like when we finally see each other, I might just roll up in a fucking Prius. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just giving up. Yeah. But. Yeah. Right. I just take it to the track. Yeah. 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 I'm just a <laughs> no. fucking moving pylon. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, okay. So, anyway, I like, I just had to get that out there. Okay. So, anyway, there you go. That's my old, that's right. my old man dilemma. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, Let's do some my eyes. Okay. It says here you have some my eyes. I want to see the things that you have seen. Ian, I have a question for you. Okay. Do you wear a wedding ring? I, I do. Why do you wear a wedding ring? I have no idea. For real. For real. Tell me why you wear a wedding ring. Um, because it's what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> I really don't know. I'm not the person to ask about about traditions i don't know <laughs> no, i i don't want like i don't want like the standard tradition I, like why do you let me let me phrase this differently why do you enjoy wearing a wedding ring i don't think i'm giving you the answer that you want i am not i don't know that i do enjoy it. i just it's my it's a habit at this point like uh i mean isn't it like a reminder of your wife and your family like is there any kind of like sentimental yeah. value yeah yeah well i mean it's something that i've oh it's the thing i've owned the longest okay all right <laughs> at this point wow um, wow this is not going the way i thought it would i'm sorry wow i did not know that your body this is not a bit i'm not trying to do a bit i'm not either i know I know that's the crazy thing. All right. Okay. Well, all right. So you're married, right? Yes. You wear a ring and part of that ring wearing is a symbol that you are married. Correct. Okay. Then why the fuck don't you do this? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is a black Chevy Silverado pickup truck. Very black tinted windows. And on the back window, on the driver's side, in cursive, there is a window decal that just says taken. Not like not like Liam Neeson taken, like they're a taken movie enthusiast, a Liam enthusiast, a yeah, a Neeson head, if you will. Mm-hmm. But they're saying that they're taken. Yeah. So why don't well, you do why don't, and they've tinted their windows so people can't even see in. Yeah, because they're they ooze that much just raw sexuality (laughs) 
and just like people right? see them and they want them. So they have to protect the world. Right, right. Putting the taken in the back and then tinting the windows so right, dark. Right. Before they tinted the windows, the body of this pickup truck was just riddled with dents from people slamming their genitalia <laughs> straight into it. Yeah. They're like, they, they just look like the sirens from the Odyssey. Yeah. yeah. Just luring sailors into the rocks that is their vendors. Just tons of crotch dents all over that thing, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're at your insurance agent. Like, is this hail damage? Well, in a way. <laughs> incredibly high right right so yeah Ian, you wear a wedding ring why don't you have a taken sticker on the back of your volkswagen so let i'm glad we're i'm glad we're talking about <laughs> and that i always want to talk about whenever someone has like a i love my wife or right I love my husband t-shirt that is always a a sign like that is the biggest red flag to me <laughs> of like this person is in an unhappy relationship. Okay. Okay. There's something amiss here. Uh-huh. Why, like, why, why do you feel like you need to proclaim so loudly <laughs> the thing that literally like seven eighths of humanity is also doing? Right. Right. Like, we get it. We all know. We're all doing the same thing. No one ever said you didn't. Tom. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. You know, I mean, it's again, it's again, like the, the thing we talked about the other week where, where some people just feel the need to like stand in front of the lunch counter and say, <laughs> order 175 is not mine. Right. 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 Nobody. Asked. Right. <laughs> What's the quote? Um, uh, never miss a good opportunity to shut up. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I forget who said that. Yeah. 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 So Ian, why don't you have a taken sticker? I mean, I think we covered it with my, <laughs> wa my terrible answer about why I wear a running. I still don't get it. Why don't you, why don't you have a taken sticker? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. I saw that I, I shared the photo with my wife and she was like, what the, like, her reactions to stuff like this is just like you just punched her in the kidney. Like she gets so angry at these people that it is. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. Yeah. Love to see it every time. I, I, hate, I, hate, yeah. I hate these. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's lighten it up. Here's here's okay. another my eyes that I saw. Okay. This is in traffic took the picture in my rear view mirror and then reversed it just in case it looks funny. Okay. So here's a vanity plate. Ian, tell people what kind of car it is. Ah, that is an Alfa Romeo Stelvio. Right. The, the Alfa Romeo SUV. Can yeah. You, can, yeah. The little like crossover thingy. Yeah. Can is you that see? That's uh, not the Quadrifoglio. No, no. Um, but I see the license plate says reason one. Is that, a, yeah, a U or an O? No, it's a reason. It's an O. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Blame crappy interpolation and pixelization for that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So it says reason one, and reason one. It, maybe that's the name of a business. Maybe that's something like that. But like reason and logic and th like words like this should not be applied to an Alfa Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a good point. Right, good right. Point. Yeah. Reasoning has not led you to this decision. Right, right. The sticker said booty and pizza. It didn't say <laughs> common sense and fiscal responsibility. <laughs> yes. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's trying to think of an alternative meaning for that license plate and I'm having I'm coming up short. Yeah, I couldn't think of one either. I wanted to play our vanity license plate game, but I could I couldn't yeah, I couldn't think of one. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it just struck me, you know, like maybe at least like maybe it, you're like extra wishing that it won't break down or that it was a practical decision if you put a vanity plate on it saying so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you just need to put it just like the taken thing. You need to put it in the back window as well and make it extra true. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yep. 
<laughs> Shouting it louder means it's more right. <laughs> that's that's exactly true. That's exactly right. Yep. Yep. So okay. Not a t-shirt. It's law. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly. It's a law of physics if you put it on a t-shirt. Yeah. Um. Let's see. So we've got. You don't have any my eyes, do you? you I do not. Me? I haven't left my house. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have we have a nice email from our buddy Jared. That okay. I, should, I want... we, should we wrap up with that? I think we're at like an hour, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. God. Oh yeah. There's one more thing, like Peta's thing. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll okay. do Jared's email and then Peta's thing, and we'll and we'll go out. So. Our buddy Jared in Kansas City sent us a really nice email. So thank you, Jared, for, for sending that. And so um, I really appreciate his perspective. Um, he, he wrote in uh, talking about our, our episodes where we talked about Black Lives Matter and like all that stuff. Um, and uh, sharing your experience, uh, Jared, of being a veteran and, uh, and being pissed off about how uh, folks were reacting to Colin Kaepernick kneeling like that was really uh that was really interesting to hear and I, I really appreciate you sharing that with us um so like jared's fighting the good fight it, him and his wife and and we're really thankful for that um and he mentioned something in here uh he said um that they're uh you know volunteering time going to protests and supporting local black owned businesses um and the reason that he's writing is because last night after living in Kansas City for nearly four years, we finally ate at LC's Barbecue. Dave, I now know why that's your favorite barbecue joint in KC. It's mine as well. The best burn-ins I've ever had. So, um, yeah, I like this is just Dave's barbecue talk. And here's a picture of LC's burn-ins that I just happen to have ready to go anytime the moment's right. Those are some fucking burn-ins, people. Yeah, that looks so good. Yeah, Ian. That looks so good. At some point, if there's ever something at the Kansas Motor Speedway that we go to in the future, I will, mm -hmm. I will, I will take you to one side of the city. I will open your mouth and then I will drag your head across the entire city and uh, clo close your mouth at the end. Yeah, and you will just that sounds amazing. You'll just have the meat sweats for a year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So thank you, Jared, for your email. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, like, um, we, you know, we, we talk about a lot of stuff on the show and, you know, we're always going to talk about what's like, what's weighing on us, what's making us happy. What's, you know, what's stressing us out, you know, all that stuff in between. So, uh, I really appreciate the feedback on, on those shows in particular. So, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. we're not taking any fucking big swings here. We're just two white dudes with a podcast, but you know, like, how we feel is how we feel, right? We're the only two white dudes <laughs> in the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure it's just us. Right, right. But I, I don't know. A lot of times there's the opportunity that's taken to present a facade for folks in, in situations like this. And, you know, we don't do it. So, yeah. Yeah. Any whoozle. Eat, eat yes, some LC's. Thank you, Jared. Yeah, absolutely. Eat some LC's barbecue if you're ever in Kansas City. I hope the spot doesn't get blown up forever. But, yeah. I mean, you need to go there. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna send literally dozens of people there. Hey, that I, like uh, when Anthony Bourdain did Kansas City. Guess what he said was the best burn-ins. This Else, one, yeah, absolutely, yeah, nice. yeah, nice. Yep. So, lastly, automotive thing. No more meat-related thing, unless I guess you really want it to be. But our buddy Peta uh, uh -huh. was was helping a friend with their Subaru, Ian. Oh. <laughs> tell the folks what the problem was with this individual Subaru while we stare at a picture of barbecue. Um, so Peter's friend had a Subaru and it was making a rattling noise. Is that what the problem was? Yeah, a, a, a horrible no fan noise when the AC was turned on. Right. Okay. Yeah. With, when the AC was on, it was making a terrible noise. And I think they were really uh, worried about, uh, a catastrophic failure of some kind. Right, right. It sounded committed. bad. Yeah. And so Peter did some very basic troubleshooting. Uh -huh. And uh, it turned out not to be that bad. Right. Here's it a, turned out to be hilarious, though. <laughs> here's a picture. 
So, so the, the engine cover has a Subaru emblem that had had, there you go. Had that popped off somehow and wedged itself into the AC fan. And so the fan was just hitting that emblem. That's amazing. That is the most Subaru failure ever, right? Yeah. So can I tell you, I, I once saw a very similar failure. Okay. Okay. When I, in my, uh, it was when I was in the, in Iraq, okay. uh, in, in the military, the, the unit that we relieved, um, I had, at, we were asking them, we were talking to them during the handoff period of like, sure. you know, we were taking over the network and they have all these devices around and, you know, it's, a war so people just like throw right. the network devices just like wherever like there's right. computers and switches and whatever there's like laying around that's called friction mounting yes exactly yeah yeah and um uh they had a, a a video that one of them shot because they were getting um fan they were getting temperature warnings okay on on a switch and then they got a fan failure on the switch and they were like ah oh, Crap. And it was like way out, like they had to like cross a flight line to get to oh, it. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. So they get out there and they're like the they can hear the fan motor when they plug it in, they can hear the fan motor try to go and it, it won't move. They, right. You, you know, you only get like that little porthole. Yep. Yep. Um, and so they take it apart, and the video is of them pushing the fan with the screwdriver. And Play-Doh fun factoring out a lizard that had wrapped itself around the fan and was now very flat. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, right? Oh. So that that was a fun RMA, I'm sure, for, <laughs> yeah, right. for the vendor to get. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I don't want to work the returns desk there. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, like Peter should have bought a lottery ticket the day that this fix happened, right? Like we, Ian, us, us car boys, car boys and girls and people and all of us car folk, right? Uh -huh. Car everyone, right? We don't get many of these fixes in our lifetime. Like, you, no, you maybe get what, like five fixes like that in your life, right? Yeah. Like you, bur yeah. you burned one of your matches in your matchbook that day. Well, and, and often you get when it's something like this, it turns out that you like, you like live with it for like two or three years. <laughs> and then it turns out to be like something tough. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's usually how that story goes. Yeah. What if I was putting off taking my infinity to a shop to do the exhaust manifolds and it was just like a plastic bag like that had melted <laughs> to it or something? <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the equivalent. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mental anguish. What is this? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I told Peter that he should have played it up like. Oh man, like I don't know what it is. Like this is going to be a really expensive repair. <laughs> At least get a case of beer out of it, you know. Right. But the but, but the guy just has too too good of morals. He's just too nice. Yeah. Yep. yep. He's just too good of a person. So yeah. That's really funny. Right. We love you, Peter. Thanks for catching that. Yeah. So all right. So there you go. Car show. Car show, mostly about cars and meat. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you can stop your maniacal clicking on our talkabouts. I can't. <laughs> I wish I could, but I can't. That's, that's your nervous tick, man. That's okay. That's all right. It is. It yep. is. Yep. Um, what should people do if they enjoyed whatever this was? People should subscribe on YouTube and listen to us. iTunes, Stitcher, like all that stuff. Uh, yes. Leave us some comments, maybe a thumbs up on YouTube. You know, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, comments are, are, I think are the thing that is probably the most important to us. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, send us a, a tweet, uh, apex adjacent, yeah. Email apex adjacent gmail.com. And also, uh, we haven't played a voicemail for a little bit. So if you see something, you know, I mean, like all of us have been inside, so we haven't seen anything. Like if you see like, you know, you just like, Oh, I see myself in the mirror, mm. you know, maybe don't call the crisis line over that, you know? 
Um, but if you happen to venture out safely and you see something, you go through a crisis. Like when I showed my wife the taken truck, you know, that would have been an appropriate time for her to call the line, vent, you know, to 720-515-1391 for a while. Yeah, you can also text us a picture at that number. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So so there you go. <sighs> Deep exhale. Yes. Yeah. We love you, everyone. We do. Goodbye.